everyone and welcome to Two V's and a Pod with me, Izzy the Vegan. And me, Ben's Vegan Kitchen. In this podcast, we'll walk you through the landscape of veganism through the eyes of two pretty relatable day-to-day vegans. And over the series, we plan on discussing a wide range of topics that you may have pondered upon whilst being vegan, or even whilst deciding to take the step. We aim to bust the common myths associated with being vegan, as well as bring new ideas to the table. But we won't be doing this alone, oh no. Over the series, we'll be joined by a selection of amazing guests to offer their thoughts, wisdom and experiences. This week, we're going to be discussing all of those diverse, weird, rude, funny, and downright strange perceptions of vegans. Yeah, the pair of us have had a wide range of perceptions aired to us when we took the plunge in becoming vegan, and we want to discuss some of those with you today. Later in the episode, we're going to be joined by model, fellow vegan, and star of 2019's Love Island, India Reynolds. She's going to be joining us to chat all about her experiences and the perceptions she's faced as a vegan very much in the public eye. So I think perceptions of vegans is a super interesting topic. I think if you don't know a vegan, you have a complete different image in your mind of what a vegan is like. I know that I had that, like at my sixth form, there was two girls that were vegan. This was way before I kind of knew much about veganism or anything like that. And I can openly say, I used to make jokes. Everyone used to make jokes about them and be like, oh, you know, they eat grass or I'm sure like in their room at night, they'll be eating like a meat feast pizza. And it's just outrageous that I was saying that because everyone was saying it. And I remember they used to have stickers all over their laptop, like be vegan. And now I'm, I've got them all over my laptop, but I used to look at their laptops and say, oh, you know, vegans are preachy, vegans are this, they just want everyone to go vegan. And I just find it really funny that I was once on that side and now I'm on the complete other side. And just, unless you know a vegan, I do think there's just a complete different perception about who vegans are, what they're about. For sure. I mean, we 100% are, you know, our tagline of the show is relatable, not hateable. And, you know, we're two non-preachy vegans. So we're actually buying into the stereotype ourselves by saying we're not preachy, being like, okay, that's because vegans maybe are preachy and we're saying we're not. Are we part of the problem now? I feel like we've messed up here. Maybe we have messed up. I'm not sure, but I think we're playing on people's perceptions and showing them you're wrong. So someone's percep- people's perceptions are vegans are preachy. So we're not saying, oh, vegans are preachy, however, we're not. I feel like we're saying, hey, we're vegans and we're not preachy. Yeah. Vegans aren't preachy. But some of them are. I'm not going to say that all vegans aren't preachy because there's definitely certain groups that can be and that's fine. That's what they want to do. But there is a perception that kind of everyone, every vegan, if you're a vegan, you're preachy, you go to the protests, you're angry about everything. But I think in every kind of realm of life, there's a stereotype for everything. So it's not just vegans that are stereotyped. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, stereotypes are kind of, you know, they're, they're there because there's probably an element of truth in it. I mean, you know, normally stereotypes are kind of like really picking out the negative connotations for things, which is why people don't like stereotypes, but they are kind of, you know, they, they stem from somewhere. But no, like stereotypes about vegans are definitely there because I think traditionally, um, you know, veganism, you've got to remember, and I think it's really important for people at home listening, is that veganism is still really new. Traditionally, vegetarianism was kind of seen as that, like, oh, this is kind of crazy, you're like a little bit of a loon if you're a vegetarian. But now, you know, we've progressed so far past that that, you know, I don't know about you, but I look at vegetarians and I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, something's not right there. Like, do you feel that as well about vegetarians? I'm not trying to alienate them, but that's just my perception. Like, I now have a perception about a vegetarian when I know they're trying to do the right thing, but it's like, what's up with the what's up with the dairy? Why are you eating dairy still? 
I think it's just kind of a stepping stone. I don't think I really... It, takes up much space i don't think i've ever really thought of it if i'm honest think about um, it now i saw a picture someone shared on instagram the other day of someone wearing a mask but having their nose out and they said it was how vegans look at vegetarians and it cracked that's me up so funny so vegans have perceptions of, of vegetarians yeah we're um, just as bad as everyone else we we judge we judge we everyone. judge you know what i'm just gonna this is i'm going back to vegans aren't perfect people aren't perfect vegetarians i think they're making a step in the right direction and if you're cutting out lots of things then great if you don't feel like you're ready to cut all of it then that's fine you're still having a huge impact and i'm not going to judge you i'm not going to hate on you there's maybe reasons and maybe you're trying to move and you can't and i've never been vegetarian i haven't really spoken to any vegetarians recently i I know someone who's got a great post about vegans aren't perfect maybe it's about time that gets shared again I think it needs to be shared. I don't think it gets shared enough, it's, really, or spoken about enough. It's been three days. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Look, jokes aside, I think the perception of vegans comes from a place from, you know, a traditional, this isn't normal, you know, this country that we live in, in the UK, our cuisine isn't the most refined traditionally. Now, that is not to say British food isn't amazing because there is some amazing British cuisine, but cuisine is not known to be one of anything uh, exciting you know we are brought up on that meat and two veg that is what we are all kind of told about meat and two veg and because of that people look at veganism and think where do i get my two veg where, where where's my two veg where's my meat where, what's going on like i can't like they, they're walking into walls they're they're bouncing off the ceiling like they don't understand it and that's why veganism is still seen as like this mad alien concept And there's people out there, you know, we've talked about Piers Morgan before. Um, I talked about him with the Greg's Vegan Sausage Roll a few episodes and saying how, you know, he probably did more for Greg's uh, advertising and their marketing by eating that on on TV and spitting it out. Because everyone was like, no, I don't believe this guy. I'm going to try it myself. Things like that. There is that perception that vegan food is, you know, kind of almost like British food to other people. It's, It's alien. It's foreign. It's weird. The amount of things, Izzy, I posted this video the other day on Instagram. Did you see it? Of the vegan butcher that Asda have opened up in Yes, Watford. it looks so cool. It looks amazing and it is really cool. And I went there and I did some videos and the video blew up. It's I posted it on Instagram. It's got like 220,000 views. Like it's mad. I have attracted some absolute lunatics because of it. Some guy today was messaging me and I, I didn't even engage in the conversation. Well, I did because I can't help myself. I just can never <laughs> bite my tongue. But I didn't really engage in the conversation. He DM'd me. He was like, oh, I want to talk to you about the, the vegan butchers. And was like, oh, like, what is wrong with you, like, making this and posting about it? Like, I don't understand. I was like, you know, you're vegans, but you want everything to look like meat and taste like fish and look like fish and meat and this and that. I just said to him, you know, this is me not engaging. I said, look, if you're too thick to understand the concept of it, then that's kind of your problem. That is me taking a step back. I'm always, this is, this is my issue. I've always got a, like, I want to defend veganism, but I also, I, I'm partial to a, a, an, an argument at times. Not much else to do at the minute, is there? You know, arguing with I know, people I think it. people are getting caught up in that stuff quite a lot because there's there's nothing else going on in life, so yeah. there's a huge focus around that at the moment. Yeah, but we, we can yeah, talk about I, that in another episode, I think, because that's definitely yeah, a very prominent. God, yeah. But no, what I'm saying is that people are still like, oh, why would you open a, a, a vegan butcher? I understand it. I think you probably understand it. I think most people can understand, like, if you blur the lines between the perception of what is a traditional butcher and what is a vegan butcher someone can go there and be like oh 
butcher. Okay, I can get meat. Here you can go at a vegan butcher, you can get vegan meat. It's not fucking rocket science at the end of the day. But yeah, I do get a lot of people kind of saying, why do you want to eat something that looks like meat or tastes like meat? I didn't go vegan because I don't like the taste of the product. I went vegan because I didn't like the effect that it had on the environment or I didn't like the so fact that it means I'm having to kill a baby pig. Like, that's why I went vegan. I still like the taste of it. Yeah. I just don't like the the whole background of it all it's it's just not it's not complicated and that's where i think that perception of veganism will hopefully moving forward change a little bit where people actually start understanding like you know i've used the term before but you know i don't wear hemp you know i'm not a hippie it's not all about freeing the whales and you know like greenpeace and planet earth and you know yeah, it is becoming a lot more normal. Obviously, as we've said at the beginning of the episode, it is still new. However, it is becoming so much more normal. So I think hopefully perceptions are going to be changing. And I think they definitely are. But perceptions are so ingrained. Like me- eating meat is so ingrained in our society that these things aren't going to, you know, click of the fingers tomorrow. Everyone's going to say, yeah, veganism's great. We understand why you're doing it because... If they don't know, if people don't know enough about it, then they're not going to understand it. And also, people are kind of scared and hate things that they don't quite understand or new things. People don't like change. People don't want to understand. People are scared. They're scared of change. And especially in this era where everything is, you know, not forced upon you, but, you know, with social media and with, like, 24-hour news, like, everyone understands and keeps up with everything all the time. It's very hard to switch off from it. So, you know, me posting a vegan recipe on my non-vegan Instagram to some people is me shoving veganism down their throats whereas them posting you know like a fry up I never say oh you're shoving your like non-vegan food down my throat because they're not used to what I'm eating they're like oh this bacon looks like I've had it before I've had like vegan bacon and someone said it looked like a a a bit of fence panelling you don't want to come over for something to eat. Like I bought this for you and someone will send me a picture of their garden and it will be the grass. And it's very funny. It's very clever. It's very amusing. You know, we always have a good giggle about it, but still. Yeah, but there is this whole perception around um, around vegans being weak and not getting enough protein or that kind of jazz as well, because we've kind of been brought up that we get our protein or our calcium from our from our dairy and from our meat and all of that. And it's it kind of does aggravate me. Like Cal and I were watching... Don't judge us for watching this, but it's just an easy thing to shut off. I'm about to evening. judge you. We go were, on. I'm judging you. Go on. <laughs> we're watching like celebs go dating mansion or whatever it is. But there's celebrities in there. They bring in normal people, the dating show, whatever. And the voiceover guy just kept, refer- kept referring to vegans in this episode for no real reason. Um, and it was all negative. It was all negative connotations. And one that really sucked me was that he referred to vegans as being weak. And... So many people hold on to that perception of vegans that we're weak and, you know, we've our bones, like, can't quite carry our bodies and we have no muscle and Ben's working out in the background now showing us. I wish you could see how strong he is. This is four kilograms <laughs> and I'm lifting it with just one hand. I'm that just fucking strong. Just one hand. Honestly, I'm that strong. I want to I tell the people who are listening who aren't vegan, I want to give them some mind-boggling information. Human beings get protein from animals this is correct. That is a fact. Where do those animals that human beings eat get their protein from? Grass. <laughs> yes, that is the correct answer. What do cows eat? Grass. What do chickens eat? Corn. What do sheep eat? I don't know. They eat grass. Like, you know, <laughs> these animals are eating plants and they are getting... I'm not the size of a cow. I'm getting my way there through this second, third lockdown. <laughs> I'm close. 
if those things can survive off plants. And look, at the end of the day, I'm alive, you're alive, we eat plants, you know, I'm not dead yet. So there you go. If we as human beings get our protein from animals who are eating plants and they are only filled with protein because they are eating plant, then if I had a microphone that wasn't this expensive podcast mic, I would drop it on the floor and I would say, <laughs> bam, there goes your information. Obviously, don't eat grass. I don't think humans are you know, able to actually digest just grass. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it, but that's another perception that we just get like go out in the garden and eat grass. But you know what? Vegetables are so good and you've all eaten vegan food. You all have. It's all in your kitchen right now. There's so much vegan food in your kitchen if you're not vegan. Can I just say, sorry, I just remembered something that the appendix, the appendix is now a useless thing in the human body because we haven't actually gotten rid of it yet, but I'm pretty sure and maybe there's a scientist listening who's going to tell me I'm an idiot, but I'm pretty sure we as human beings have an appendix because that is where when we were eating grass as our like, you know, homo sapien ancestors or whatever you would call them, they would eat grass and it would be like developed or it would be like broken down through the appendix. Um, The appendix has no known function as humans. Evidence suggests that our evolutionary ancestors used their appendixes to digest tough foods like tree bark but we don't use it in our digestion now. Some scientists believe that the appendix will disappear from the human body. Yeah, so there you go. It's from back in the day when these homo sapiens were running around with um, little leaves over their, their genitalia and like hunting hunting things. And when they weren't catching saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoths and you know all those dodos and extinct other animals, they were eating bark off trees and grass from the floor and they were able to digest it and not die. And here we are, 2021 back eating grass. Our guest this week is a lady who graced our television screens nightly in the summer of 2019 when she joined our favourite TV villa on ITV's Love Island. Yep, she swooped in and coupled up with Ovi and as a couple went on to finish third in that year's competition. Nowadays, she's a model and a vegan food enthusiast who shares her vegan tips and recipes through her page Recipes from Ren. We'll be speaking to India about her experiences as a vegan in the public eye and how she deals with other people's perceptions. India Reynolds, welcome to Two V's and a Pod. It is so great to have you on. Hi guys, what an introduction. <laughs> Thank you Did for having me. Did we smash it? Me. Did we do all right? Yeah, you did. I was like, wait, are they talking about me, surely? <laughs> <laughs> Must be someone else. I was like getting embarrassed. <laughs> so we like to start the show every week with a guest and we ask them the same question. So you are obviously no different. What would your three course vegan death row meal be? So I've been thinking about this and it's really hard. Like it's so hard just to choose. So I'm going to go for a starter of a kind of um, duck. I'm going to go for duck pancakes, like obviously vegan duck pancakes with, you know, the spring onions, cucumber sauce, all of that. That is one of my favourite things. So yes, starter. Main, I would go for the Beyond Meat burger. Burger, proper burger, like a brioche type bun, vegan mac and cheese, fries, all the trimmings. And then for dessert, I absolutely am obsessed with, you know, the lotus biscoff yes. spread. Like a Biscoff spread oh, cheese. I thought you were gonna say for a second there, but- you're just gonna go with the jar and just have that for the dessert. <laughs> 
No, but like that would be the yeah, second you know what? best it's, option. Yeah, it's it's death row, isn't it? You're dead in the morning, so it doesn't really matter the repercussions. <laughs> Calories don't count. That honestly sounds like the absolute dream meal. Like vegan duck for me is the absolute one. Pancakes. Like whenever I'm ordering from Chinese, I'm always going to go for the vegan duck pancakes. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask to kind of start off this interview really on like where your vegan journey started. So how long you've been vegan and why you began the whole vegan journey really. Um, so I went vegan probably about three and a half years ago. Um, and I just, I watched loads of like documentaries and stuff. And my boyfriend at the time was vegan. And so I watched, started watching like these Vegucated. Vegucated was the main one for me actually, because it was just, there were like some things in it that I was like, really so uncomfortable watching like the little chicks and stuff. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, and I was just like, oh God. And once I'd seen it, I couldn't unsee it. And I was like, I just can't know that I'm responsible for that anymore. So like the initial thing was definitely like concern about the animals. But I think now my reasoning is probably way more like environmental. Yeah, it's nice. I think people often change their mind about it. You know, some people, you know, look, we've just finished Veganuary. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people try it for those types of reasons and think, oh, you know, maybe it will be a nice like health kick for the start of the year and they watch all these documentaries yeah. and they're like oh actually hang on a sec this is mentally fucked up <laughs> yeah it is when you watch stuff like that it's so shocking isn't it because as well when you've just kind of like I was just living in like ignorant bliss up until that point I'd never really thought about it and I sound awful saying that but I just hadn't. I don't know. How long have you guys been vegan? Uh, I'm about the same as you. So it's about three and a half years now as well. Yeah. And I'm at two years now. Um, but I wasn't a veggie before anything. Like ribs were my favourite food. Yeah, I again was just, I was so oblivious and went to visit a friend. She was vegan. So I was like, I'm just going to challenge myself and do it. And then I started looking into the documentaries and then I started learning more. And I was so shocked that I wasn't vegan before. <laughs> I know it's like I feel like once then you once your mindset changes because people always say oh is it is it difficult to keep up with and stuff like that and I think once your mindset's changed it almost becomes easy like you don't you you know your reasons are so strong that you're kind of just like okay fine you don't want any meat or anything like that yeah for sure I think we we discussed in one of our first episodes about like that realization moment that people have and uh, I talked about mine uh, being in like a supermarket and going down a meat aisle and looking at all like the chicken and the beef and the lamb and whatever like in plastic packaging and thinking like what what the hell actually is this like this is just so not normal at all is it yeah when you take a step back and look you're like if you saw this I think people will look back and be like oh that was such a weird creepy thing that people used to do like they've, <laughs> and and we have no we're kind of brought up eating meat and everything is just normal. We know that, you know, beef is a cow. But I find that most people I talk to, I don't know about you, but if you said, oh, like, would you ever kill a cow? They would be like, absolutely not. That is awful. But they'll happily go to Tesco and buy their steak, plastic wrapped, ready to go. And there's just no connection between the two. Yeah, there's so many people who are like, oh my God, I can't watch this like David Attenborough show because I don't like watching animals getting killed as they're like ripping apart their like chicken legs. And yeah. it's like, what is wrong with you? Can you not see 
what is happening in front of your very own eyes. Yeah, they're literally eating it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. People just don't put two and two together. And what you said about the environment as well, I think that's very true because it's just become so much more prominent over the past couple of years, all the environmental issues and the links with agriculture and the environment. So at first, I think... I was just vegan just for convenience my friend was then I focus a lot on around the animals and then I started learning about the environment as well I think my key reason is still the animals but the environment does play a huge part because it can't not no definitely I completely agree but going back to you anyway obviously mainstream television is kind of catching up a little bit with social media in terms of it's like support of veganism and it's kind of understanding of it I'd say you know by the time you know 2019 you kind of came on and it still felt veganism was in its early stages. Did you feel any sorts of pressure or any sort of nervousness going on mainstream television as a vegan? Um, I didn't really care because I didn't really think about it because I was confident in my decision and why I was vegan. So I wasn't bothered about what anyone else thought about that. Um, I know some people, like, I find as well a lot of people are almost scared of what they don't know so when you say you're vegan they don't know much about it they just assume that you're going to be like really you know have strong opinions about everything and really you know come down on them for eating meat and be like all of this and for me that's not my way of encouraging people to go vegan like and I think you know it's the same with everything like uh, whatever you want to do and whatever your beliefs are that's absolutely fine you can educate people but there's no point charging in because people just get their backups the only thing I worried about was what they were actually going to feed me <laughs> I was like where I'm going in this villa and um what am I going to be eating like have they ever what, what had a vegan like? before the food was so good, you know. Everyone else used to moan about it and I actually loved my vegan options. <laughs> That's so good because I was going to ask, like, when going to Love Island, like, how was the whole experience as a vegan? Like, how was it dealt with with the producers and were you catered for well food-wise? But it's funny that actually you loved the food and other people who weren't vegan didn't have as good experience with the food. Yeah, there was, like, so much. They'd bring, like, huge, like, loads of fruit every day. We had that. And, like, because there was always a vegan option. There was always, like, more than enough food for me. So, yeah, I was really happy. And it was always different each day. Did they give you, like, meat substitutes or was it more kind of natural vegan food, like beans and pulses and that kind of jazz um with some it just varied like sometimes we'd have like a veggie burger some days there'd be like a vegetable curry with no with no meat substitutes and then just yeah all different like big salads stuff like that chips obviously can't go wrong <laughs> of course chips did you get people trying to pinch your vegan food because they were jealous of it and then think oh maybe i want to i want to go vegan now. i d- I did like try and get some of them to start trying the vegan stuff because I was like we don't want it to go to waste and I was like come on it's really good like obviously you're in there all day so all you can do is like chat to everyone so after a while I was like come on guys you really should be trying a little bit of veganism here um so yeah like I got a couple of people to try the food and they actually really enjoyed it too a lot of the time what happens I used to work in like production and you know you'd go on shoots and they'd have like food for I guess, like, normal people, so to speak, and it would be, like, rubbish. You'd have, like, a cheese sandwich or you'd have such, like, basic stuff. And anyone who was ever vegan, yeah. you would have someone, like, running out to Pret and getting, like, the latest, like, bougie little sandwich or salad. And everyone's <laughs> like, hang on a sec, why are they getting this and I'm getting this, like, cheese and bread? Yeah, exactly. They were all go- They were all saying they were vegan at work just to get the bougie Pret sandwich. A hundred percent. Do you have any um, funny stories from Love Island around like being vegan or trying to turn someone vegan or anything like that? 
I think Jordan tried being vegan for a couple of days in the villa. You know what? I did actually see a story about someone trying to say that Jordan was going vegan to try and couple up with you or something, which was so funny for <laughs> trying to get in your good books by eating a bit of vegan food in the yeah. villa. <laughs> but no, I didn't manage to persuade anyone in there, unfortunately. So I'm sure, look, you made a, a, a great impact on people because, as we said, you know, putting it on mainstream TV is a great thing anyway i guess on the whole because you've got your two pages you know you've got your main page where you have like a million followers which is in just an insane when you actually think of one million people it's insane i know i can't really ever think about it because i just then start getting freaked out and would never post anything (laughs) (laughs) i get too scared and i'm like oh no all these people but so i just have to like imagine there's just a couple yeah i mean i went to cyprus last summer and i think their population is one million and that's a a literal country (laughs) like it's insane but sorry yeah we don't think about it at all (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but obviously you know you've got the vegan page as well you know that's still doing really well but do you find that there's a any sort of attitude from the other people around your vegan page or do you ever get any kind of quips or comments from people about you being vegan and talking about it at all um so on my main page if i post a lot about being vegan obviously i tr- i talk about it and i try and introduce it but if i talk a lot like i do get replies like oh shut up and have a steak (laughs) or like do you know what I mean things like that and I'm just like I just don't have time for it so I just think as much as I'll touch on it there I have the other one in my bio so if people want to come and look for it then there's an easy place that they can find it rather than getting like the negativity from like I don't know all the other all the others on the main page but the vegan one I mean I need to do more I need to post more because I get people saying oh I've tried these recipes and I really like them like please can you post something else and Honestly, like my some, especially in lockdown, like my eating habits have been outrageous. So I'm literally like, I'm just snacking constantly 24 hours a day. And I'm like, no one really needs to see that. Like I'm literally (laughs) eating hummus 24 hours a day. Like it's very boring, but I need to get back into proper cooking and putting some content on there. Yeah, I mean, we all love hummus. I was gonna ask what your favorite vegan snacks are that you're snacking on all day, because I think hummus is a great snack. Like hummus and pita, there's so many crisps that are vegan now. I'm constantly munching on crisps. That's my like downfall, I think, crisps, snack-wise. Yeah, but... crisps is hard. Aldi actually has like the most amazing new like, vegan range, which I'm well happy about because I have one in my house and it's so cheap. I think that's a huge misconception that people think going vegan is going to be like so expensive and it really doesn't have to be at all. Um, so I've been trying some of their stuff, but they do some amazing like falafels and um, they've got like little pies and things like that. They've got some really good stuff in there. Yeah, I think that's one of the things Like people probably think, oh, like he's just another influencer who's just preaching about veganism because they can afford it. But actually, you know, the crux of of the, the argument is that veganism isn't actually expensive. And, you know, one of the questions we had is, I guess, what is your least favourite presumption people make about you as a vegan? And I guess you probably touched on it already that, you know, it is this expensive thing that only the elite people in the world can afford but actually when you break it down and you look at the the staple of you know things that you can eat chickpeas lentils like pulses uh, it doesn't have to be expensive at all i think the other my other like least favorite misconception is that when you say you're vegan people just think you only eat like leaves and peas they that like they just <laughs> literally. literally like what do you eat and i'm like 
honestly, there's like a million things that I can't start listing it because you can eat everything, but just the vegan version. Leaves and peas sounds nice though. I've, I've read that as a meal. I might make it for lunch tomorrow and I'll, I'll tag you. I'll post it. Leaves and peas. Yeah. I love that. I was. We were going to um, talk around kind of what you want to achieve through your vegan Instagram page, but I'm guessing is that something that you want to achieve through it, showing the world that vegans don't just eat leaves and peas I mean we love them but we eat a whole range of other things as well yeah definitely showing people that there's you know loads of options out there but also that you can do it cheaply I don't want it to be inaccessible for anyone like I think you know uh, you can get cook a huge thing of pasta with like a tomato sauce put a few spices in there and stuff like that and make so much food you can feed a family like there is no reason why people shouldn't be doing it because they think you have to you know be able to buy like ridiculous and there are some ingredients around obviously that we like to indulge in that are expensive and you know I still but then if you think about a block of cheese a block of cheese is expensive whether you buy a vegan one or a non-vegan one okay maybe the vegan one you know slightly more but that is an expensive product for anyone so I just think like definitely moving away from the stereotype that you have to have a lot of money to be vegan is really important because I think if people think that it'll put them off before they've even started or given it a go and it's not easy to make that transition for anyone so you know if you also are then caught hit with that brick wall you're you're never going to start yeah for sure I mean I think the thing that people forget um, you know, the the term, and I don't like to talk about it too much, but the term like whitewashing is used around veganism quite a lot about how it's, it's you know, it's only seen exclusively for, for white people. And, you know, as we mentioned, kind of wealthy members of society. But, you know, people need to remember, if you look at the, the cuisines that we all in this country love, you know, they're from some of um, kind of, like, you know, the, the poorest nations in the world. And these are dishes that We've sort of taken, you know, you look at Indian food, like Indian street food, like your chana masalas, your taka dolls. These are real staples of their cultures, which aren't all about having money and, and wealth and all these sort of things. They're just good food made really cheaply that can last and, you know, they're sustainable and they can feed, as you mentioned, you know, they can feed a family of of more than four people very easily. And, and you know, you people can do it on yeah, the Yeah, I think um, it's actually... In England, not much of our food is, you know, is vegan. But when you go to like, like you said, like India or, you know, Thailand or any like, you know, some of the, some of those countries, I find that a lot of their food, like their basic food that they would eat day to day is all vegan. They use a lot more vegan ingredients. And like you said, it is accessible and it is, it isn't too expensive, but you know, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? It's been ingrained in people for so long and so many generations that it's all it's it takes a lot to to grow out of that. Your yeah, like your meat and two veg generations, <laughs> like that's what you have yeah. to have in a meal, and it's just like no, come on, you can have so much more than meat and two veg. Just have like ten veg, much better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just ten veg. Yeah. We love it. We should, we should coin that. Let's coin ten veg. Fuck meat and two veg. Let's go for ten veg. <laughs> There are obviously like quite a lot of negative perceptions around veganism, but there's a lot of positive ones around it as well. And so just one positive about being vegan in the public eye and why really? The most positive thing about being vegan in the public eye is obviously being able to use your platform to spread awareness and to encourage people to go vegan because, you know, 
like it, it word of mouth is amazing but if I put you know if every month I answer a few things on my page to and even half my followers see it if that even encourages one person to go vegan like it's still it's still making a huge difference the stats are wild like I don't know them off the top of my head but even from one person going vegan for like veganuary the the amount of water and CO2 and everything that's saved is literally shocking yeah it I think a lot of people have talked about it now as we've, you know, come to the end of Veganuary and I saw a few things. Again, I don't know the stats off the top of my head because I'm not Rain Man. I don't, like, keep this information inside. But, yeah, you know, like, three animals' lives and all this, like, CO2 and all of this, like, water, everything is an amazing feat and people always have that misconception. Like, me as a singular person in this world of, like, seven billion people cannot make any difference, so why should I bother? But... I think you've proved and we're all proving that actually as an individual, you don't need a million followers. You can have five followers and you'll still make a difference. Yeah. Very passionate point there. You're more likely to know someone now that was vegan. Like before I was vegan and didn't have any friends that were or vegetarian or anything, I had, and you know, this is the massive stereotype, so hopefully no one takes this the wrong way, but like, I thought people that were vegan were like, so hippie, like, they'd wear like, the wildest rainbow, like, secondhand clothes, <laughs> like, the house would all be painted green, they'd have chickens, they'd have, do you know what I mean? And it's just yeah. so what they'd be protesting about stuff, like, all the time. I just had this like, wild, you know, idea and I think a lot of people have that and it's like no like you you know you can live a completely normal lifestyle and be vegan it isn't like you haven't got to completely change your whole way of being just to be vegan yeah I mean pe- people can't see that you're wearing a, a hemp skirt right now <laughs> Yeah, not all vegans are protesting and angry and uh, throwing paint over your local butchers. <laughs> yeah. or we're not we're not all like that. A lot of us are just very chill, getting on with our own business, eating our ten veg and living our best lives and yeah, wearing wearing normal clothes and living in normal houses and you know, <laughs> Yeah. I, d- I don't live in a yurt on. in the forest. Yeah, we've got the heating on. Um yeah. None of my clothes are made of hemp and you know, I'm not I'm not like yeah, living a reclusive life. But yeah, look, as as we said, it's important. Oh, Obviously, to... that's fine too, and anyone that wants to do that is also yeah, of course. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, you know, we, but then again, they're probably not listening to us if they're living in a year. True, electricity-free so. zone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's great. Obviously, it's been amazing to have you on. Um, where can people find you? I know we mentioned it very briefly at the beginning, but where can people find you on socials, and why should they follow you? Most importantly, don't follow me. I'm lost. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> You can find me at um, at Love from Wren or at Recipes from Wren if you would like some vegan goodness. And I will try and start posting more. I'm sorry about the lack of new recipes. I'm just rotating the same things and eating hummus at the moment. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening this week. It was great to get our thoughts and feelings about all those pesky little perceptions out in the open to you guys. It feels like therapy, doesn't it? Yeah, I really needed that, Ben, if I'm honest. Cheers for letting me vent. It was also so great talking to India about her experiences in the Love Island Villa, as well as the perceptions that she's dealt with as a vegan. This show was produced and edited by Callum Goddard Moklo for Apricot Audio. And we'll be back next week with another episode for you. But in the meantime, please remember to rate, review, 
and subscribe to the podcast, available on all podcast platforms such as Apple, Spotify and Acast. And if you want to keep up to date with all the latest happenings, then remember to follow us both on Instagram, at IzzyTheVegan and at Ben's Vegan Kitchen. We'll see you next week. See you later.